and thank you for joining me again for another episode of the Billy Newman Photo Podcast. My name is Billy Newman, and um, playing a little bit from the Mute Math Armistice Live album. It's an inside track called uh, Forte. Has kind of a cool ambient sound to it. Thought that would work while we get started uh, this afternoon. Let's see. So a few of the ideas that I've been uh, been working on this last week or uh, during the last couple days since the last time I put together a, a podcast to, to send out. I think the last bit was <laughs> was working on the Billy Newman photo uh, back end in, uh, in WordPress. So I've been going through the blog page. And so there, there's everything that I imported from all the years that I was working uh, with Squarespace with the blog. So all those articles were exported from Squarespace, did a pretty good job, and then it imported everything in like a timeline that's kind of gotten jumbled, but a timeline that's decent um, for, uh, you know, having the blog represent on the new page and the new WordPress page, but none of the metadata and none of the SEO data transferred over. So I'd have to go through manually and update all of the title tags blog tags and SEO tags. I don't, I don't really know that much about it, and it was never really done to any version of quality in the past on my site. Likely this time around it won't be that well done either, but I'm going to try out a little bit. So I've been going through for the last couple of days, especially today. I just spent a few hours going through kind of meticulously adding uh, keywords and uh, event information to all these photographs that I have, uh, or all these articles, like, I know articles is probably the wrong word, but all these entries I have on my blog. And so the way I have it set up right now on the blog for the, uh, for the feed, um, I think works pretty well. So uh, anytime I use Buffer to post like a set of photographs, which I use like the free version, the free account of Buffer, it seems to work fine for me if I can keep up with that. Um, I go through and I'll add like a, a set of the, the 10 photographs that I want to go out this week. And those photographs will have the image and the caption associated with it. And that will send out both to Facebook and Twitter. And then I use Ift, uh, the, the site, uh, if, if this, then that is the, uh, the idea of it. But it's ift.com, I think. Um, but I use that quite a bit. Uh, and I have a handful of what they call recipes or what triggers are, uh, where anytime there's something that comes up, let's say on my Twitter account, and make sure to send that information over to a Flickr account. Like if there's a photo post, I think that's what it is. If there's a photo post on Facebook, so that would come in from Buffer. So it's difficult, probably unnecessary to explain. If it comes in through Buffer to Facebook, Facebook through this API call that Ift does that I've set up, Facebook will send that photograph to Flickr. Once Flickr gets it, Flickr sends it to a Tumblr account my WordPress account where it shows up on BillyNewmanPhoto.com and I think to Reddit gets a copy of it if it'll take it but the RPI kind of messes up every once in a while or all the time Um, and then I think uh, like a version of delicious like link bookmarks gets a gets a copy of it Um, oh and 500px copies over there too which is really nice so it gets everything kind of spread out almost instantly um, so I don't have to work at posting everything every single time I want uh, an image to show up on a social media account. So that saves me the time or some time, but it's still kind of difficult just to get the, uh, the images prepared and set up and put out on Buffer. You know, I was, uh, I was going through that uh, CRISPR card 
um, like workshop that he put together for Creative Live over this last week. Really like his photographs, pretty cool. And it was interesting kind of hearing him talk about how he uses Instagram or how he kind of focuses his images for social media use. And uh, that's sort of this newer trend where what we've seen is a lot of people, when they first started using Instagram, it was really simple kind of iPhone photographs and that was really embraced, but it was iPhone photographs. It was just like simple images from your phone when it was still a one or two megapixel camera that had really bad light features and stuff. And so Instagram kind of came on, really embraced that. There was other stuff too, like when Camera Plus first came out, or uh, what was it? I think like the be- best camera app, something like that. <laughs> Much cheesy names for uh, 2008. But uh, when all that sort of stuff was coming out, it was a real focus on just the, the iPhone image that you could get, just kind of having a camera with you at all times and what kind of images you could bring out from that, the kind of reflected elements of your life. And it sort of seems seem strange how it's changed over the last decade where we almost have completely professional gear with us all the time or now like what we see and what Chris Picard talked about in his workshop is we see this total professional use of Instagram where really nothing has kind of gone through the phone so much the phone is just a computer that's sort of processing the images um, that come in from other devices like a camera or from emails or from scans or from places other places you got it online or sent over to your phone that's what I do so I work on all my photographs I shoot with film for goodness sake I take that, I scan that into the computer, I put all the film TIFF files, the negative files that I've scanned, turn into TIFF files, and then I send those over to Lightroom, and then I work on them in Lightroom and try and post-process them and color correct them, and then send those out of Lightroom, and then that's what goes up. It's copied to the internet, to Google+, which I sometimes grab stuff from, if it's like from my iPad. I'll copy that, I'll send it to Buffer, like I talked about before, that sends it and propagates it out to everywhere else. And then I'll send it out to Instagram as a piece like from uh, like my phone or something if I have it. But those are all images that have never really been taken with my phone. And they're heavily edited, I'll say, because they've been selected through from a greater number of images and they've been color corrected and manipulated to look better most of the time too. Um, and so that's kind of an interesting kind of shift from it. Like if you look really early on in my Instagram account history, it's all just kind of simple stuff or things of cats and <laughs> they're pretty cool photos. I like a lot of them, but they were like weird street art pictures and uh, just things that were peculiar to see in the uh, the world. And it was cool having that kind of opportunity to express that sort of stuff. Um, you know, uh, working with like just a phone and a camera that you had with you all the time. But now that it's like so much more curated or the intention of like the professional Instagram account, I think a lot of photographers have turned to Instagram, uh, specifically Instagram, just because it's such an embrace of images and the photographic community in some sense. And it seems like the new place to, I guess, make a name or or, uh, break into the, I don't know, sphere of influence and popularity for kind of understanding or being a part of the, uh, the photograph or a photographic world. You know, I look at that with a lot of people, but gosh, I also look at like a lot of 12 year olds with 50,000 followers and only a couple of pictures or great pictures, but I don't know. Part of me doesn't understand it. I can't get more than a few hundred real people to check out a photo at any given time. And that's a pretty good day too. So <laughs> given that my uh, social media engagement as is so far, uh, a relative failure to, uh, to many of the, the big, big guys out there, big guns, or little medium guns, my goodness. Most people would laugh at 5,000 or 10,000 real people. Uh, maybe 200, 300 real people. <laughs> um, and so I think 
that's a tough thing about 2015 is a lot of photographers kind of get caught up in this, I guess, like social game or numbers game or uh, some system about being rewarded for publishing on you know social media. But the unfortunate part of it is it seems to kind of devalue a lot of what we try and work on. I mean, uh, at the least, it could just be a really valuable trip for myself or you know for that photographer to get the images that they want to get. Um, but now it seems kind of like there's sort of this back end speculation when you're taking pictures that you're trying to like publish them for, I don't know, some sort of measure or some sort of chorus of remarks that you get back from people that, uh, that check out your work. Um, and I don't know if that's really the case or if people really want that or not, but we'll kind of see how the next, next few years shake out as it is with, uh, with social media and with posting images, it's kind of strange to see how it's changed so much just in the last five years of going, like I said, from that kind of unprofessional standpoint or simple iPhone photograph standpoint. Now to such high expectations of professionalism. It's like your best stuff. It's your kind of uh, rolling portfolio almost of just new images that you're making and publishing and sharing and communicating and trying to get out there. And I do quite a bit of that. I think I have a pretty high level of output of... Uh, I don't know, at least varied topics. I don't know if they're all good topics at all. Um, in fact, that's one thing I'd like to see happen in the last half of 2015 is the elevation of the concepts of images, maybe. I don't know if that's fair to say, though. I mean, I want it to be really simple still. I like the really calm sort of ordinariness of some of it. You know, it's just like some people in a car. I like that. It doesn't have to be huge exotic mountains and glaciers all the time. But that'd be kind of fun to see again. It's been a while since I've... Uh, kind of gotten into that oh, i don't know if you get into that it sounds sort of pretentious to say <laughs> i like to go hiking and it'd be cool to go take pictures of stuff like that because uh, it looks pretty fun so thanks again for listening to another episode of the billy newman photo podcast i'll try and check in with you guys one more time this week we're prepping for a photo outing to uh mount jefferson and the jefferson wilderness area and then like the detroit lake area to do some kayaking and maybe some kind of gopro stuff i'm hoping to do that i've had this uh, this action cam for a long time and i want to work with it to to try and get some different shots that you know we can work more with now so I should do something with video i haven't made videos in a really long time but it seems so cheap and available and i have like a dslr or an hd dslr uh you know that we can shoot video with or do gosh a whole bunch of projects that probably just gets underutilized underutilized anyway guys thanks again for checking this out we'll talk again soon